Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Hashtag Clocked In with me, your host, Jordan Edwards. I'm thrilled to have you tune in as we dive into the dynamic world of productivity, success, and stories of incredible individuals who've mastered the art of getting things done. Whether you're commuting, hitting the gym, or just relaxing at home, this podcast is the go-to source for inspiration and actionable tips to level up your productivity game. I'm on a mission to unravel the secrets of those who seem to effortlessly manage their time and achieve their goals. So if you're ready to clock in and unlock your full potential, you're in the right place. We've got a lineup of amazing guests, industry experts, and thought leaders who will share their insights and strategies to help us crush your to-do list and make the most out of every moment. Get ready to get inspired, motivated, and equipped with the tools you need to supercharge your productivity. This is Hashtag Clocked In with Jordan Edwards. Let's dive in. What's up? It's Clocked In with Jordan Edwards here. Hey, what's going on, guys? we got a special guest today. We got the CEO of Lightspeed with the mission of getting the knowledge of the people who have it to the people who need it. Welcome, Brad Lee. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. How's it going? Going great. Going great. We're excited to have you on Clocked In today. Thanks, buddy. Listen, the, our mission is to get the knowledge from the people who have it to the people who need it. That's our mission. It's as, it's as cut and dry as that for one reason. I believe that with the right knowledge, more people would fail less like failure is due to lack of knowledge and execution. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. So because I have this incredible technology that helps people learn and automates kind of, you know, development, my mission is to get the knowledge from the people who have it to the people who need it. So, so we can live in a world that's more successful. Absolutely. I mean, if you guys don't know about light speed, Brad's going to elaborate it later on in the podcast but it really is the next level of learning it's what we never got in school because it holds people accountable it really does it all but brad let's start out with what was your where where would you get brought up what's your story where did it all start well i mean ultimately this journey started when i was 30 years old i grew up in oregon small town in oregon Ended up doing some hard labor, realized I did not like hard work. You know, manual labor was not for me. So I opened the paper, saw an ad for selling, went in, applied, got the job, kicked ass, became excellent, and then realized I had the ability to make other people excellent at it. So I started a training company. Then I realized the training company had some deficiencies that I needed technology to fill. So I invented uh, web-based interactive training technology that allows me to deliver track and measure great content repeatedly in a way where people actually, you know, change and discovered that there were a lot of companies that needed to train people that didn't really know how to do it effectively. So Lightspeed was born and then I started doing that. And then ultimately that led to finding other people that, you know, we're training and becoming subject matter experts and or providing, you know, the same thing that, that soon became my mission. They're helping people succeed. So I started showing them the technology. They liked it, private labeled it, and boom, took over the world. 
that's amazing because what Brad's going to talk about and what, what he did really was he was in the competition with everyone you were sales training, right? Yeah. I was a sales trainer. I taught sales and closing still do um, on the side with a system called closer school. But uh, I leveraged the technology to do sales training after I went out there and tried to do it live. So I was competing with all the other sales trainers. Yeah. And how'd you, what was that distinction in the technology? Wasn't it that you were able to actually see what was going on? Well, not only that, I mean, to effectively train someone, you need four key ingredients, good content, repetition, practice, and accountability. Even when I was doing it, that's very difficult to do manually. So as I was out on the road, I realized it's not having the effect I'm looking for because they haven't heard it enough. There's not enough repetition. There was no practice because I left, I was only there for a day or so. And then there was no accountability. So without those three elements, you know, good content's worthless. So you need good content, repetition, practice, and accountability. So I developed a, a web-based system that, that allowed me to deliver my content with repetition, allowed them to practice and role play and track, measured, and monitored everything they did. So we had complete accountability. And that's really kind of what made it, made it all start working. And then I ran into competition. You know, we like so-and-so or, you know, we use this guy or that girl. And I just sat there for a minute and thought, man, I can try and compete with these big name people, or maybe they're having the same troubles I was. So I went and approached them and closed them on using Lightspeed, which made them my partner. So I collaborated with my competitors and kind of got behind them. Where, where do you think that came from? Because that is innovation to the nth degree. You know, I think it was more common sense, right? I mean, yeah. you'd rather fight an uphill battle and, and, and spend money that you don't have and, and try and compete and, you know, get everyone's attention away from other people. Or would you rather join those people and just collaborate with them? Like, to me, that's common sense. I, I'd rather collaborate than fight. Absolutely. And I think I'm starting to move in with the business, with my business, with Edwards Consulting, move towards towards collaboration, like you mentioned, because there are so many stories like that where it allows someone to just distinguish themselves as a subject matter expert in technology. And you're, you're not really a, are you a technology guy or more of a sales guy, right? 100% sales guy. I could uh, see what I needed and kind of invented what I needed, but I had to hire developers and programmers to make what I saw. Yeah. And when you did that, did you give up anything or you just had them come in, do the work or you brought them in as partners or how'd that go? Well, I found a company that was extremely talented. So I ended up making a deal with that company to just come together and merge in exchange for 20% of my company. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, it's genius because sometimes you got to save the money, you got to get the intelligent people on board without stealing it because technology is such a valuable asset nowadays. Nowadays, it certainly is. <laughs> so, if someone was uh interested in sales or looking to get into sales, what would you recommend them to do? Well, number 1, I'd recommend that they learn sales and understand the game before they try and play it. Although a lot of people have just started and found their way through, but uh, you know, I would recommend everyone 
get a job that pays commission. And that's usually defined as sales. There's people out there that think they're not salespeople or they hate selling, but that's because they don't know how to do it correctly and or they feel uncomfortable for one reason or another. And once they realize they're already salespeople, they're just not getting paid for it. Like everyone's a salesperson. You start selling the day you come out of the womb. (laughs) I mean, it's true. You're a little kid and you want to go get ice cream from your mom and she tells you no 10 ways. Try figuring out the 11th. Everybody's in sales, man. You're selling your kids to get better grades, clean their room. You're selling your wife or husband on the restaurant you want to go to. You're selling them on things you want to get. Everybody's trying to, you know, get their way. And if you can master the art of influence to where you can leverage it to get what you want out of life, dude, it's just a no brainer. It's the single most important skill set known to man. Yeah. And I think that's one of the biggest things for the audience to take away that everyone does sales. Even if you hate sales, you do sales. Your vacation is a sale. Your, the car you get is a sale. You do a sale. If you want to hang out with your friends, where do you go to lunch? That's a sale. And a lot of people misconstrued that concept and they go, no, I don't like when people sell me. I think it's inappropriate. It's, it makes me feel uncomfortable. Well, that's because they probably got a bad salesperson. There's good salespeople and bad salespeople. The difference is the bad ones don't know they're doing it. What do you mean by that? Like there's good salespeople and there's bad salespeople because everyone's a salesperson. So that means yeah. good ones and there's bad ones. The bad ones don't know they're doing it. They're not aware of what they're supposed. Oh, the self-awareness to know that they're even selling, or that they're, or or what to do. You know how to be a good human being. You know how to have ethics. How to present deals. How to you know solve problems. How to listen. How to help people genuinely. I mean, if you like helping people, then again, you should like sales. That's all sales is: is helping people make decisions. Yeah, I like that a lot because it simplifies the entire the entire industry. And I think it's a lot of the associations that people hold on to sales. Stereotypes, yeah. Exactly. Like he's a slimy car salesman. You were a car salesman, right? <laughs> yeah. Not the slimy part, but yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean that. But what, what made but you want see that though? People say, you know, oh, he's like a used car salesperson. You know, at the end of the day, look, that's because a lot of people in a particular industry, in a particular time frame, you know, didn't have ethics. They just weren't good salespeople. They were, they were, they were not representative of what a good salesperson is. So again, you're either bad or you're good. You should try to be good. And that's, that's where I would have someone start, like figure out what good selling is to where when you start, you know, you go through your journey with good results so you don't quit. When you say good salesperson, you mentioned ethics several times. How, if I'm a used car salesman and I know that this person needs a new car or they need a car in general, how is that ethics based? Are you saying that they'll play with the numbers so that they get a bigger commission? What are you referring to when you say good or bad? You mean have ethics? Yeah. Well, ethics means this means that you do the right thing. You know, is playing is is maximizing your gross profit on a deal the right thing? Well, sure it is. You know, 
if you feel bad for selling your product or service and asking all the money you can get for it, if you think that's bad, well, then you must not value your product or service as much as you should. So if you were to represent a product that you don't believe in, I would say that is a violation of ethics or what I would call ethics. Like, I'm not going to sell you anything you don't need or want. You know, I'm not going to try and uh, enrich myself by harming you. So a good person, a good salesperson, someone with ethics is only looking to help people solve problems. If you don't have a car and I've got a used car and I know it's got some issues and I tell you, listen, Jordan, this car's got, got a few issues, but it fits your budget and it'll get you from point A to point B and you buy it. That's not unethical. You know, what would be unethical is me telling you that it's the best car ever, knowing full well, you're going to have some issues with it. Like if you're okay. going to have some issues with that car, well, I'm going to tell you about the issues and or fix the issues. So you don't, yeah. I'm aware of a, of a product being faulty. I'm not going to sell it to you. Okay. I understand. Now, what you now mean if, that imagine thing. if all these sleazy salespeople believed that. You know, how many less stereotypes about sleazy salespeople would there be? The reason why they have stereotypes and reputations is because there's been some unscrupulous salespeople take advantage of some people that, that, you know, shared their experience. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you hear, oh, sleazy salesperson. Well, I got ripped off at the, at the car lot. I got ripped off by this used car salesman. Hey, I, you know, I know this dude, he's like a used car salesman. Well, what does that mean? A used car salesman? Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's ironic because they, 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 they want to stereotype and make fun of them. When in reality, a salesperson probably makes more than you do. Oh, absolutely. I realized that after college, um, after I graduated, I was sitting there and you start seeing that there's these different sales roles and then people start selling themselves and, there's many different strategies you can do, but you need to know sales. You need to know what's going on. Anybody, I'm doing a keynote for a group of dentists. They don't, they don't really think that they're salespeople. They're dentists. Well, no, they're salespeople. Yeah. They're sales Everyone's people. got teeth. <laughs> it's an easier sale. Yeah, well, they're salespeople who practice dentistry. They're still salespeople, man. Everybody is. So what, what do you think the school... Do you think there's anything people can do with the education? What education? Uh, the education system doesn't really teach anything about it. Like there's maybe one sales class of you're in sales and marketing, but otherwise there's not that honest sales information that needs to be taught. Just like financial literacy needs to be taught to schools and students. Yeah. I mean, more than likely if you're learning sales in school, it's probably not the best training or, or education you could get. Yeah. I mean, if the if the school knew how to sell and market as well as they claim, well then they'd make millions of dollars selling and marketing themselves. Yeah. Like I wouldn't learn sales at a college. You know, okay. You learn sales from sales experts. You learn sales from doing it. You learn sales by by really understanding the market. And although you might take a class in sales and marketing. It's not really going to teach you anything. Yeah. And where, and who are most of these sales experts for the audience to know that you think are? You just Google sales training. There's, you know, Grant Cardone, 
there's the Brian Tracy, there's freaking Jordan Belford, there's, I mean, and everybody technically has their own way of teaching sales. So like there's real estate experts that you've never met that you know, technically they'll teach you how to sell real estate. So there's sales experts everywhere. We have a bunch of them on the platform. Zig Ziglar has sales training, Brian Tracy, yeah. John Maxwell. Um, you just, you know, Google sales training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was just trying to give something for the audience so that they know who you believe to be very good sales trainers and who. Me. What? That would be me. I'm the best <laughs> business, in my opinion. Okay. And people say, well, what makes you think that? Well, because number one, I've made millions of dollars closing deals, selling. Yeah. And I've sold the people who sell you sales training. So like, <laughs> I close the people that teach you to close. Yeah. So you got to know a thing or two about closing. Well, again, I mean, dude, if I'm closing the person that teaches you closing, wouldn't that, wouldn't that indicate that I know something about closing? Absolutely. And what, what changed your perspective from where you were as a car salesman to going off and doing your own venture? Well, I ended up, you know, helping this guy make money and I watched his life change and it kind of hit me in the old heartstrings. And I thought, man, I want to help people make more money so they can live better lives. That was my first inclination. That was my first mission. I saw when I took this guy out of manual labor, moved him over to sales, how his family flourished and his kids cheered up and like his whole life got better. I thought, man, I've got the power to show people how to do that. So I'm just, that's what I want to do is help people make more money so they can live a better life, have better holidays you know, et cetera, et cetera. So when I first took off, it was like, man, I want to help people make money. Yeah. And then, and then once I realized it's, you know, you have to teach more than sales, you know, sometimes, you know, there's compliance training that's more important than sales training. Like the company's killing it in sales, but they're about to get sued, you know, yeah. exposure is ridiculous. So in that case, it's not just sales training, man. I want to help people figure out what they need to know to win. I want to live in a world where success is normal. So yeah. in order to live in a world where success is normal, everyone has to have the information they need at their fingertips yeah. 24 seven. They need it with repetition. They need to be able to practice and be held accountable and full accountability. So at the end of the day, how do we do that? Well, I'm on the mission right now. I'm finding people with the knowledge and I'm creating their content and their expertise virtually so it can be delivered, tracked, and measured with repetition. And then I'm finding businesses and individuals who need that knowledge. Yeah. You know, sales, whether it's, you know, how to play poker, whether it's how to cook, whether it's how to have better. Well, no, anything. Yeah. Everyone's learning everything on the internet now. It doesn't matter. I'm just, I'm just, you know, on a mission. So when was Lightspeed originated in the regard that you were coaching people virtually? When did that whole virtual portion make the jump and yeah when did that virtual portion make the jump well i don't train or i don't no no i know you don't train anymore but i know you were training for a time until you realized that you had the technology to share with others yeah well in 99 i started to develop lightspeed so in 99 is when we started um it really took hold about 2008 okay you know, it's growing rapidly now since COVID, everybody knows they have to train online and, you know, everybody's, you know, getting used to being online. So business is exploding. 
I can imagine that you have been one of the biggest COVID winners, I would think. Well, I don't know if there's a COVID winner, but yeah, business is good. Yeah, I don't mean I don't mean in that way, but I mean in the regard that you have the opportunity to do very well and explode your business and help so many more people than you would have if we were just living the regular life. And then you got to convince half the sale is, are we doing this virtually? Well, no, I realized that live training wasn't working. Plus it was exhausting. Plus it was, I was wearing out, like living out of a suitcase isn't cool. So at the end of the day, I just realized there has to be a better way. So then I started thinking about, well, what if I, filmed what I said and delivered it and, and you know I didn't have to be there you know I'm yeah. saying the same things over and over what's what's the difference so yeah. so ultimately that's kind of what started it and then when I filmed what I was saying interactively like I was in person and then started delivering it virtually you know it was I just stopped training live really training live doesn't really work as well as you would think why like, why is that well, because you can't deliver the content with enough repetition in, 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 a, in an afternoon. Okay. You know, like if I said, hey, come out here and learn light speed. We'll do number one, that'd be weeks. Yeah. After, after weeks, you know, you would still miss half the things I talked about. I do it for a living. I know I've been doing it for 20 years. Training is only effective when, it, when it's done in a way that, that ensures retention. Like, yeah. I always tell people, you know, when you, they start learning is when they start getting annoyed. Like if you're a company and you're not training your people with repetition, practice and accountability, you're not really training your people. You're exposing your people. You're exposing yeah. people to good information, but that doesn't necessarily mean they learn and it won't do the job. So yeah. then you spend less money training because you don't see the impact it's having because yeah having much impact and it's this whole spiral well it's like how much impact would penicillin have if you crushed it up and put it under your pillow yeah you got to do the right formula well you gotta you gotta do it effectively and then it makes a massive impact like yeah. i always tell people if you want better people train your people better yeah i completely agree with that so with you where do you see lightspeed going down the line like obviously it's continuing and you're getting some of the biggest names on there but would you ever think about i mean and this is this might be crazy but with virtual high schools and virtual colleges would that be a potential avenue yeah we're already doing it with some schools we're creating right now first grade on demand second grade on demand learn to read in four weeks on demand you know like we're already in the educational space oh wow i see i see light speed eventually you know, being one of the world's leading technologies for education of, yeah. of any kind. Yeah. That's fascinating that you, and you feel like you, like, it's just, it's just crazy to me that you, that, that it landed this way because you were just trying to fix a competition issue. Not really. I was trying to fix a training issue. And so that made me create light speed. I wasn't really trying to, I wasn't trying to fix a competition issue. I was trying to fix a training issue. It was very difficult to get people to, to, to learn what I was teaching them. And plus I was wearing myself out. I was out on the road, repeating myself a thousand times. Yeah. 
got annoying as hell. It's like, dude, how many times <laughs> do I have to say the same thing over and over? Yeah. So I decided to say it one more time perfectly for a camera. Yeah. But when I was training people in person, I would ask questions. So it couldn't just be a video. It had to be an interactive video. So I yeah. built that technology where we create interactive videos. And, 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 you know, then I needed to know how many times did they go through it? I needed to understand if they actually understood. So I had to build testing mechanisms and, you know, comprehension measurements and, and really see, are they learning this? Because if they're learning it and they're applying it, it's going to make an impact. Yeah. So, so I built Lightspeed originally to solve a training issue. I couldn't train people manually very effectively and it certainly wasn't scalable so yeah light speed to solve my training issue then i noticed other people are having the same issues so why why compete when i can just get everybody to use the same platform so yeah. that's when i kind of took a right turn and quit worrying about my content versus yours i started saying use yours i don't care just use my system yeah so that you get so that you're part of everybody's success and it's everybody's winning that's right that's a great system. So what do you, what do you want the world to be like? Uh, obviously successful people, but what values do you hold uh, important to you? Well, dude, I just want everybody to win. I mean, yeah. I don't like looking across the way and seeing somebody that's hungry or someone that's, you know, they can't afford clothes for their kids or, you know, they can't afford Christmas presents or, you know, they can't afford vacations. Their little kids never seen Disneyland and probably never will. Yeah. Um, the, you know, people that don't know how to read, people that don't know how to sell, people that don't know how to cook, people that don't know how to get in shape. Just whatever it is, <clears throat> there's no reason. Yeah. There's no reason for it. So, so I just want everyone to win. You know what I mean? Like, what can I, what can I help you understand or learn? That would help you win. So everybody has their own situation where some people have all the money in the world, but they're still unhappy. Why are they yeah. unhappy? Because they don't understand, you know, life. They don't understand, you know, why they feel so empty. And so they end up committing suicide. Now, why was that necessary? Why didn't that person understand how to fix the problem? Yeah. They didn't know where to go. They didn't know where to look. So it ended up tragically. Well, I don't like that. You know? Yeah. I think ultimately you're born in America, you get a social security number and a light speed password. Oh, wow. And then you integrate, you can integrate it all too. Eventually. You will, you just start compiling data. It's like a virtual library. Yeah. Oh. That's what I'm saying. Where people can log on to Grant Cardone's or whoever's uh, Lightspeed account and they can learn from there as they have access to everything like, um, Anything, everything. The Roku, like what the Roku does, where it has all the apps, sales, do 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 do. This do 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 do. That's right. I like the big think. I like the big think. So, what can a new person? Obviously, they can develop their sales skills. They can develop their um, uh, ambition. But what could you say someone like a recent graduate could do um, to really? fulfill their dreams and make their dreams what they are they try to make dreams reality well you got to get started most people don't even start so other than get started you know my thought would be you know learn sales and marketing yeah and between the two i would learn marketing before sales 
And what's the major distinction there? Well, marketing makes the phone ring, sales gets the money. So again, if the phone's not ringing, salespeople have no one to close. Okay. So at the end of the day, traffic's more important. Traffic's yeah. more important. Okay. Yeah. I, if I have a ton of traffic, I could be an average salesperson and outperform great salespeople with no one to talk to. So, so at the end of the day, man, traffic, if I were getting out of college or I'm listening to this podcast or anyone that hears me right now, trust me, you better go learn how to market, especially nowadays on social media and all the, you know, funnels that are out there and the, you know, video sales letters and email marketing and all the different various forms of marketing, which one's the most beneficial? How do you gather some, how do you get someone's attention, you know, in a world of noise? So like, if you learn and master the art of marketing, you can write your own ticket. Everybody wants customers. Everybody wants attention. Everybody needs traffic. So if you know how to generate that traffic. It's a very valuable skill. Extremely valuable. In which case people will pay you lots of money to do it. Lots of money. So lots. what, when you're looking to bring on a marketing, like have someone hire for marketing, what would you look at? Like when you do their track record? Yeah, I mean, you know, ask them some questions, see what they know, you know, look at what they've done in the past. Who have they helped in the past? Basically, what do they know? Yeah. I mean, if you're doing, for example, ads on Facebook, Google and YouTube, and you yeah. don't know how to optimize the videos and get 10 times the views as someone who doesn't, well, then you don't really know marketing. If you don't know how to create, you know, content that will warm up a cold market into warm market well then you don't really know marketing there's just certain things that you know people that are out there in the world of marketing making millions of dollars no there's 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 techniques that the average person does not know yeah not and that technique makes a big difference so you could spend ten thousand dollars on ads and get back eight thousand dollars and you quit and you're like it didn't work for me yeah didn't do it right where I would have spent your $10,000 and got you back $80,000. Yeah. Now you'd be, now you'd be excited. So the difference between, you know, winning and losing is, is, is knowing what's working and what's not. And that changes so rapidly. You have to literally be on top of it. But yeah. You can jump on Facebook, place an ad, drive a thousand leads and convert that into millions of dollars. Buddy, you, you got the key to the kingdom. <laughs> Yeah, it's the very minor distinctions that allow people to be very, very successful or? Well, dude, I mean, it just depends. Like copy, good copy is important. Um, you know, graphics, do you have a good graphics team? Do yeah. you have a media buyer? Do you know how to do that? You know, are you familiar with pixels and targeting, and retargeting and lookalike audiences and avatars? And if, if none of this sounds familiar, well, then you don't know marketing. Yeah. So you better, you better learn marketing. Yeah. You, if you're just out of college, you, you went and got a degree, you're going to realize quick that degree doesn't really amount to shit. I mean, it's true. It's true. You need someone to say it. I hire people every day. I don't even look at their stupid ass degrees. Like, I don't care what degree you have. Yeah. You can have a degree. That's cool. And you can not have a degree. That's cool. Do you know how to market? Do you know how to sell? Yeah. Generate attention. You know, social media, you know how to get us more money. I don't really care. Just because you have a degree does not mean you have any 
more knowledge than someone who's been working since they were 18. Yeah. I think there is such a, um, there's so much based on how many years someone's been inside of something and not based on their track record of what they've done. Like track record is always important, but a lot of these corporate or even small, like just different businesses, they usually attest a lot of, a lot of the success to, Oh, they've been here for 20 years, 25 years, 30 years. And they don't really, it's never about that self-learning education. Yeah. Which is definitely an issue for growth of major corporations. I think that they just kind of have the same people coming in. What? Did you go to college? Yeah. I went to the university of Tampa. What, what, what degree? Uh, I had an accounting degree. How'd that work out? Are you an accountant? Nope. So you wasted your whole freaking time? I didn't waste my whole time. I felt that I grew socially. I got different social. Socially and you meet people and you network. That's what college is good for. So again, when people ask me, you think you think people should go to college? I do personally. Number one, you're going to learn something. Number two, you're going to meet people. And those people might be lifelong friends, business uh, networks. So I would go to college for the experience and the, and, the, and the relationships. I would not go to college for the, for the education. Like, again, personally, you can learn just as much in the real world much quicker by just doing it. Yeah, and it's so accessible at this point because everything's become so much more affordable. With that, you're connected to the world, bro. The device in the palm of most people's hands is connected to 7 billion people. Yeah. Okay? Anything you want to know is right in the palm of your hand. Everything that you're learning at college is in Google and on Google. Yeah. Somewhere. somewhere. Guaranteed. Yeah. So, again, personally, if I'm going to go spend four years at college, it's, it's going to be to meet people and establish networks. It's not going to be for the education. Although, I, I'll get it while I was there. Yeah. To me, dude, listen, everything's knowledge and I seek it on a regular basis. Every single day I wake up realizing today I need to learn something new because when you learn something new, your mind changes. And when your mind changes, your beliefs change. And when your beliefs change, your actions change. And when your actions change, your results change. So if you're not happy getting what you're getting, you have to do something different. Right? Yeah. In order to do something different, you have to believe Something different. Yeah. In order to change your beliefs, you have to, you have to get more information to change them with. So every day I'm seeking knowledge. What can I learn today? Something new. I need to learn something new today. It can be from a podcast. It can be from an article. It can be, you know, self-motivated or on accident, but I need to learn something every single day. I love that approach because there's so many people who think I can only learn from the textbook I can only learn from the internet or like different mechanisms where they're not open to learning from every single Avenue. Like that homeless man, he taught me something today, like the value of perspective, you know what I mean? Like there's just so much. And I believe that learning every single day is super pivotal. So I completely agree with you. And I hope everyone listens to that. Oh, they will. (laughs) So Brad, how do you make, the major distinctions in getting these guys on board for your platform? 
Well, I don't make a distinction. If they have some value to share with the world and need a technology to do it effectively, then I help them. Okay. No, no, no. I mean, it makes sense. But is there any, like, difficulty in selling some of the top salespeople in the world? No. The best salespeople are the biggest laydowns. Why is that? Well, because they're in the profession. It's like waiters are the biggest tippers. Makes sense. Because they that's what they look for and that's what they seek. Well, and they know and they appreciate. Yeah. Right there. They- at the end of the day, bro, people buy from people they like. Yeah. So really, it's a relationship game. If you become a good human being with good social skills and some basic intelligence, you know, understanding that there are steps and moves that need to be taken in order to get to a destination and you're aware of what they are and you've practiced them and you've, you know, mastered the ability to do so, you're going to be fine in life. Again, you can drop me off in any town, in any country, and I'll come out okay. Where do you get, where do you get this confidence from? Experience. Confidence is just the memory of winning. <laughs> I like that. And then don't you also have something about not lying to yourself? Well, I mean, everyone, I think, tries not to lie to themselves. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I try to keep it real if that's what you're asking. I try to, you know, speak the truth and, and, and tell the truth and, you know, not try to bullshit myself. At the end of the day, bro, when, when it boils down to it, it's all about choices. It's the choices you make. You show, yeah. show me someone with a shitty life, I'll show you someone who's made some shitty choices. Nine times out of ten, everything that happens to you, good or bad, is a choice that you made. Yeah. So you, you look back and start, you know, why am I in this situation? Well, look at these choices that you made. You should have made different choices. Then people are like, well, how do I know which choice to make? I think you inherently know what choice to make. And if you yeah. don't, if you don't pick up a book, <laughs> make a call, join a mastermind, join someone who's winning and killing the game and say, yeah. what are you doing? And then you emulate what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, like action causes like result, man. If you do what I'm doing, you'll probably get what I'm getting. You know, okay. look at someone that you admire and you want to emulate. You know, you want the results they have. You want to get what they're getting. And then go back and retrace their steps and do what they did. People say, oh, I want to be the next Tony Robbins. All right. Go back to when Tony Robbins was 18 years old. Study and study him and figure out when and where and how. Now, again... You don't have the charisma of somebody. You're not skilled or talented as a singer and you want to be Mariah Carey. I'm not saying do it, Mariah yeah. Carey. You'll, you'll be good. You have to have that natural talent when it comes to things like that. But I'm talking about, hey, you see someone kicking ass at a, at a, at a coffee shop and you, you want a coffee shop. Well, walk <laughs> to the coffee shop, see what they do and what they did to get there. And I'll bet you you do that, you'll get there too. Yeah, moderately. People don't have enough belief in themselves and they're too worried about what other people think. Yeah, modeling is so pivotal. So when you said that, that not enough people have belief in themselves and they're too worried about what other people think, how, what is one way you overcome that? Well, number one, repair the relationship you have with yourself. And then number two, repair the relationship you have with yourself. 
<laughs> so this is a big look at yourself, see how you can fix it. It's all about that, dude. It's always about that. It's about you, bro. Yeah. You want me to introduce you to someone who will make you $10 million? Yeah. Okay. Go into a bathroom, make sure it's empty, shut the door and look around. Uh, <laughs> that son of a bitch, she'll be looking right back at you. Introduce yourself. Okay. Get to know, get to know that individual. Become best friends because that's the some bitch that can help you. Yeah. But also the some bitch that can hurt you. And yeah. that's what's happening. Most people don't realize that they're sabotaging their own success because of beliefs they have that they're unaware of. Your subconscious is below awareness and your subconscious has been recording every conversation you've ever heard, said, or witnessed. And, and, and if you allow information to come in your head and you agree with it, it gets stored. And pretty soon it's affecting your, your self-esteem, your self-worth, your confidence, your belief system, you know, whether you're pessimistic or optimistic, whether you're positive or negative, you know, it, it, it controls everything. If you yeah. literally believe that the whole world is out to get you, you're not going to do very well. Yeah. You believe everybody is a ripoff artist and you don't trust anyone. You're not necessarily going to do well. So why do you believe that is the question. So you really have to start looking at yourself because I'm not going to fix some other person and make me more money. Like, how do I make more money? How do I get a better life? How do I get out of the situation? I'm not really fond of or or i'm you know i might be tired of well let's 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 break it down to simplicity if i want to get something else that i'm getting yeah i have to do something that i'm not doing you see what i'm saying like you get what you get because you do what you do you do what you do because you believe what you believe so change your beliefs how do you do that? Well, you seek information, you read, you pick up a book, you go to a class, you talk to someone with experience, someone gives you a different perspective, someone gets you to look at things a little bit differently. And then you go, wow, I guess there's more ways to look at the world than just my way. Exactly. So rise above you and start to realize, you know, number one, you are the person that controls the outcome. Yeah. Like, for example, I, I, could walk, I, I could walk up to you tomorrow morning on the street, punch in the mouth. Now, how do you react to that? Is, is your choice? Yes or no? Yeah, it's your choice. Okay. So if your choice is, man, you pulled out a gun and shot me. Now you're in prison wondering why me? <laughs> and someone says, well, Jordan, you killed somebody. Yeah, but he punched me in the face first. You're blaming that person. You're, you're blaming playing victim. Well, well, you're blaming somebody else when in reality, if you just Cut away the bullshit. Stop lying to yourself. Bro, you're in prison because you shot somebody because they punched you in your face, which may be, you know, in, in some people's opinions, completely justifiable. You know, they yeah. attacked you. You know, you were in fear for your life, so you were legally allowed to kill somebody. But that's irrelevant. What I'm saying is it was a choice. You yeah. made a choice. Okay, so that choice is why you're in prison. It's not because I punched you in the face. It's because you chose to react the way you reacted. Now, on the other hand, I could punch you in the face. You choose not to kill me. You choose to freaking keep walking. You choose to react differently. And all of a sudden, I, I go to prison or I go to jail. Well, 
based on how you reacted, based on the choice you made, determine that outcome. Same thing with me. You know, I, I could punch you in the face and end up dead. Well, that's a choice I made. Yeah. You so know? we all got to sit there. And I think everyone listening should take a moment and realize what choices they are making consciously and subconsciously to affect the life at where they are at right now. Well, they can't do it subconsciously. You don't, it's below your awareness. That's why it's called subconscious. You're not aware. So if you want to fix what you're not aware of, you simply have to understand how the mind works. You know, research subconscious. Yeah. Research laws of attraction, research, you know, quantum physics. But at the end of the day, I'll just give you a quick, easy way to do it. Okay. You have to literally start recording wins, positivity, and consume knowledge. So like, for example, step one, forgive yourself for all the crap you've done to others and yourself over the years. Yeah. Apologize, wipe the slate clean and forgive yourself. Number two, commit to do what you say you're going to do no matter what. Yeah. Always do what you say you're going to do. Step three, rack up the win, start winning, start setting smaller goals that are easily attainable, not because it's a challenge, because you know you can do them. And then every day you're hitting five, 10 goals a day. And subconsciously, it knows the difference between a win or a loss. It doesn't know the difference between a big win and a little win. Yeah. If you're, you're not going to sit there and think, you know, oh, I, I won, but that was easy. It doesn't go that far. It just says win, 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 did what he said, did what he said, did what he said. And then you replace the information with new information. Yeah. And the new information begins to then change your, your subconscious because now it's all based on, let's say like the last three months, I've been hitting every target, been smashing yeah. everything I said I'm going to do. I start sitting up a little taller. I start feeling a little more deserving. I start, you know, changing my attitude. Next thing you know, more opportunities are coming. Next thing you know, I'm making more money than I've ever made. And why? Well, because I literally corrected this, this subconscious hatred of myself. Yes. Yeah right now that they'll never succeed because they they personally believe that they don't deserve it yeah oh sometimes people are quite happy they think they love themselves they think they like themselves but they can never succeed you know they never they never win and and they can't figure out why well it might be because subconsciously you don't you don't like yourself you don't think you deserve it wow yeah, that was a lot of knowledge right there. Brad, that's that's on point because the forgiving yourself and committing each day to saying what you're going to say you're going to do, I've actually – I saw your video on Instagram, and I highly recommend everyone follow him. Um, but I saw your video a couple months back about committing to the, the never lying, and, dude, it changed everything. It's so important because then – we both agree that we're going to be here at one. We're both on, you know what I mean? Then people are at their word. And when they're not in at their word, then they're out of integrity, which is people that you don't even want to deal with, or I don't want to deal with. hundred percent. So, so you also like, for example, forgive yourself, commit to do what you say you're going to do, start racking up the wins and then remove all those type of people, remove all negativity in your life. Now, again, well, that's not possible. Okay. Just, be aware of removing people like that, negative things like that. And trust me, that'll make a massive impact. And then number five, start visualizing who you are and who you, 
and where you live with detail and certainty. Yeah. And seek knowledge every day. If you do that for 90 days, man, you're going to set up a little taller and feel mm -hmm. like you deserve a little more. And coincidentally, you'll start taking more action. And the choices that you make will start being a little more intelligent and you'll start yeah. feel better about yourself. And then like 90 days later, like not lying to me, it, if you commit to do what you say you'll do, you're good. Absolutely. There's so many people who don't. I know, but like, hey, uh, people, oh, you know, shit happens. Well, I'm not talking no. about I'm not talking about shit happening. I'm not talking about saying you'll be at your friend's house at five getting in a car wreck so you can't be there. Okay, when you said you would. Okay. I'm not talking about stupid shit. I'm talking about do what you say you're gonna do. Have some integrity. Like yeah. be dependable, you know, care about your reputation, care about, you know, whether or not you can be relied upon because if yeah. you're relied upon, dude, you're screwed. Yeah. I think that's so huge because everyone listening to that is realizes that they need, everyone's got to take first of all personal responsibility for who they are and be able to be relied on because then you'll get more responsibility along the way and you'll start winning. Yeah. And be grateful. Exactly. One huge, huge. Yeah, I, I call this thing million dollar morning. You wake up in the morning. First thing you do when you open your eyes is realize that you just got a gift worth more than a million dollars. Yeah. So if you really kind of have the perspective that every morning I wake up, I get handed more than a million dollars. How, how pumped up would you feel? Like, imagine if I just gave you a million dollars cash, you know, that feels pretty good. It's like, wow, man, I'm comfortable. I can freaking help people. You know, there's options, you know, you're, you're excited you know, the littlest things don't get you down anymore. Why? Because, man, you just got handed a million dollars. Now, if I said, I'll trade you your life for a million dollars, most people would be like, absolutely not. Okay, so if you value your life more than you do a million dollars, that means every day you wake up, you just got news of one more day. So if you have that kind of gratitude, it, it shifts your perspective to where now you're excited to get up and you're excited to, like, live. And, and just that shift, man, makes a big difference. Just be grateful. I love that, Brad. I, I appreciate you. And I, you dropped many, a lot, tons of knowledge. I appreciate you coming on. So where can people find you? And just Google me, Brad Lee, L-E-A. I come up all over. He's all over. He's got an awesome podcast. He's got a website. He does Lightspeed. Um, Brad, you're the man. You're the man, Jordan. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, it's been awesome. Thank you for reaching the end of the podcast. For that, we'll give you a complimentary coaching session in the link below with Edwards Consulting. Hope to see you there and have a great day and keep clocking in. Thank you for reaching the end of the podcast. For that, we'll give you a complimentary coaching session in the link below with Edwards Consulting. Hope to see you there and have a great day and keep clocking in.